This is Hope FM. Well, as you know, uh, every month, uh, Emma Lee, who's the Partnership Manager for the Community Action Network, joins me here in the studio to announce uh, the charity that has been selected as the Community Hero One. It's it's quite a task for you, Emma, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's it's so difficult. We... um, ask organisations, so voluntary and community sector organisations to kind of put themselves forward. So we um, select a um, a theme for the month. So this month we are celebrating World Mental Health Day. Um, so we ask organisations to put themselves forward and then we do a vote across the whole of across our team at Cannes mm. so yeah so it's, it's yeah it's very difficult so it's a hot a hot decision and then sometimes and I know that this month you, you sort of decide on, on a theme don't you on on what you might be looking for and as you've done actually this month haven't you yes yeah so um, just just to kind of narrow it down a little bit because there are so many amazing organisations working across Bournemouth Christchurch and Paul we kind of look to see what's happening um, during that month. So we've had Pride, so we celebrated with Space. Um, last month was World Peace Day, so we had Unity and Vision. And then this month it's World Mental Health Day. And of so. course, all of them come on Hope FM. You know, yeah. So I have the joy of meeting all the all the people from the fantastic charities and get to know more about the work that they do. And we'll be doing that later today uh, in a moment when you make the big big announcement, uh, which is I'm really looking forward to. Uh, but now, of course, this uh, this month, uh, mental health has actually been your theme because World Mental Health Day is on October the 10th. Yes. And uh, it's really quite sad, isn't it? I don't know whether you saw uh, on the uh, television, you know, there was a, a mom there talking about her daughter uh, who had, well, she was doing quite a lot of self-harming, you know, and um, and the mom just couldn't access, you know, help for her really and was at her wit's end. So that's why I think that what the charity that, or the, the CIC, I should say, community interest company uh, that you've chosen uh, for today uh, are doing such fantastic work and very needed but it must have been a difficult choice yeah we had some amazing organizations put themselves forward um dorset mind obviously do great great work um was one of them and it yeah we just yeah it's so hard every month we have so many such a difficult decision Mm. and um which is why I give it to my team to, to decide <laughs> so I don't have to pick I'm myself. I'm not going to make a because they come after you, though. Oh, yes, be That's why there's a queue of people outside, you know, with knives. Yeah. <laughs> it's worse than the petrol that's stations. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a wee bit about your, your, your role, though, as, as partnership manager. What do, you, what do you actually do? Yeah, so, I, so Community Action Network is a infrastructure charity. So we support, champion, celebrate and... Um, provide training and all sorts of things for other ch- charities and voluntary sector organisations across Bournemouth, Christchurch and Poole. And um, my role as partnerships manager is to kind of, is I head up the Involve team. So we um, look to involve and create partnerships and encourage voluntary and community sector organisations to work better together and also with our public sector partners, so the council, Dorset Healthcare, uh, NHS, um anyone like that so we can kind of meet the needs of our community better and ensure that everyone knows what we're doing and how we can kind of improve 
by working together, really. And of course, that there has been a huge amount of partnership working, particularly through all the challenge of, of COVID. I know that there was something like two, three thousand volunteers had come forward, all coordinated by the Community Action uh, Network. Yeah. And uh, that must have been so encouraging, but also very challenging. Encouraging to see so many people coming forward, volunteers, but but challenging to get them all in the right the right places yeah. to say yeah. you know yeah it's yeah so during during covid and the lockdowns we supported both bcp council with um the together we can project so we recruited yeah, nearly 3000 volunteers to kind of come together and support those that are shielding by providing food and um just someone to talk to and then um further down the line we then provided another 2000 volunteers to support with the covid marshals at down at the bick and across across the conurbation um within the farm and the GP surgeries kind of making people feel safe and supported when coming to get their COVID vaccine um, and the volunteers are just phenomenal the work the hours that they've put in over the last um, last 18 months has just been amazing and um, their commitment and the joy that they bring and they're so excited about kind of being there it's, it's amazing I suppose for many people it was their way of you know instead of sitting at home twiddling their thumbs and being paralysed by fear that actually getting out there and doing something uh, it, it actually would have helped them as well wouldn't it yeah as volunteering does because you volunteer I always say volunteering selfish you know but I mean it in a positive mm. way because it's developing yourself and skills as well as of course contributing to you know to all sorts of fantastic work within the community yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be where i am without starting as a volunteer at citizens of ice um pool many 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 moons ago so um yeah it definitely um helps you build confidence and opens opens doors yeah definitely definitely we've we've actually got we've got a project that's funded by the european social fund that um is called steps forward and that's kind of looking to use our volunteer uh, people that are volunteering whether that's with can or whether other organisations across the conurbation to um, support them with an accreditation so they get some recognition for the volunteering that they do and we're also providing kind of training as well so CV writing interview skills to help them get into the get close to employment now people organizations affiliate to to the community action network and hope fm for example has affiliated we're one of many many i mean there must be a few hundred charities that have affiliated uh, to uh, to the, to can um and for when you come to you know, choose the community community hero as it were do do organizations put themselves forward or do you determine from the bigger pool, if you like. Um, yep. So we we are we are membership led. So we have, um, as you said, a number of organisations that are our members, and um, they they vary very very very. And I I suppose when I put the call out, no, I don't ask specifically for different a specific organisation or go go directly to them. I I because often organisations. So for example, mental health. You could be doing anything. So although you've got Dorset Mind, you've got Untapped, you've got other organisations that are working what you would see as kind of directly with those with poor mental health. You've got lots of other organisations such as um, Grounded or... um, 
your planet doctors that we saw right at the beginning of the year that that actually improve people's mental health so we there's no that so i wouldn't like to kind of close it down and kind of say oh no we'll just we'll go specifically to people to kind of pitch we very much keep it open and let people kind of mm. justify why they feel that they should be picked for that month well i've, I've been so encouraged you know because obviously you bring the organizations in normally and we have a good chat as we will be doing today and um and i learned so much about it, it's really mind-blowing you know the things that are happening out there and i guess that a lot of us don't know we we don't know the full extent of what's available in terms of goods and services and so on through these these amazing organizations doing what they do in the community yeah no and that's and i suppose that's what what we see as can as one of our main roles is to kind of be that single point of access or contact into this this plethora of organizations and the work that they do so we we've got um we're doing a piece of work alongside kind of um, healthcare providers, so Dorset, uh, Dorset Healthcare, um, the NHS, and Public Health Dorset, to look at um, how can they um, access uh, through us wide-ranging services to kind of support organisation um, individuals, so that they're not necessarily being put straight onto medication, but actually they know. Um, what other services in the community there are that they can kind of access and kind of help support them, really. Well, we come to the big moment for this month. So you've already just it slipped I see, out. Yeah, I know. I yeah, thought <laughs> it doesn't, but I don't. But what wonderful people know. So tell us which organisation have you chosen? You and your colleagues chosen to be the hero, community heroes for this month. So we have gone for a, as as Blair mentioned, a community interest company um, this month, and it's an organisation called Untapped. Yes. Now you were going to be hearing it from uh, from Sue from on tap. She'll be telling us, you know, a lot more about what they do in in, in just a moment. But what was it of again of, of all the organisations you've mentioned a few of them there that are doing this, you know, excellent work in terms of of intervention into all. Uh, mental health challenges and so on what was it that made on tap stand out so i think it was the work they they're specifically working with young people and um the work that they're doing it's very innovative so it's art uh, art psychotherapy um alongside some other other things as well so it's kind of um something different and exciting and they're they're well, they were created in 1995, um, but they're really kind of coming to the fore now with pe- with mental health um, becoming more prevalent and people being more aware of it um, and kind of the pressures on our traditional um, services that would kind of support someone with poor mental health. Um, yeah, we just absolutely loved the work that they were doing and we wanted to kind of champion and celebrate them a lot more. Well, in a moment or two, I'm going to talk to uh, to Sue uh, Hamilton-White, who's an art psychotherapist. Uh, interesting. That I'm looking forward to finding out mm-hmm. what that actually is. And, so on. Uh, and of course, she's also the CEO, uh, the person in the driving seat, as well as actually working for that amazing uh, organisation, CAMS, who have been doing such excellent work as well. 90.1 Hope FM and HopeFM.com also, many congratulations on Untapped being selected by Community Action Network as this month's community hero. But tell us a wee bit, how did Untap come to be? Uh, basically, 1994, we set up um, in the Croydon area in response to um, a lot of young people not really having access to art or creativity in terms of problem solving. So we set up as a 
an organisation, a social organisation, delivering art um, art workshops and community groups in schools then. Um, but things have kind of changed over the time. It's been quite a long time now we've been working uh, in the community and now we're delivering art psychotherapy as well to vulnerable young people in the Bournemouth Pool and Christchurch area. Now we know that, that particularly over the last year and through the challenges of COVID, you know, a great many young people have been suffering with their mental health and of course on top of that not really been able to access services. Have you seen then the demand yeah. for what you're doing in terms of art therapy pretty much go through the roof? I think it's, well, I see it from both sides because I also work in the um, NHS in CAMS, so that's um, Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services. So, I mean, our, our referrals to our, ser- our service have gone up um, about 80% during the pandemic, and that's untapped as opposed to the NHS. In my NHS role, I see the fact we're turning people away constantly, and I'm in an inpatient unit. Uh, for kids in crisis so they come in uh, after they've already attempted suicide or they're severely self-harming so I see both sides um, and it's a really dire situation. Yeah, quite, 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 quite depressing. And I suppose that's that's the the same all over with because of COVID. The systems are just, although they they have made a tremendous response. The NHS have done a tremendous mm. job, but obviously everything's been squeezed, isn't it? And uh, of course that puts pressure on on everybody concerned. But tell us a little bit yeah. about about the the type. I mean, obviously you can't share specific cases, but but share something mm. of the of the type of work that that comes your way the type of need that you're saying okay um well we concentrate on young people that have autism or adhd because they're the group that are more likely to be uh considering suicide and self-harm also they're all young people and a lot of young people find it very difficult to talk about the difficulties they're facing so that's why art therapy is so useful because you actually don't have to talk in an art therapy session. Many people do, but you can use your artwork to convey your, or express your feelings. And that's your unconscious expression, which is where the psychotherapy comes in. And that's what, what I work with. So are you working sort of with art therapy in, in both your, your CAMS role and with On Tap the Charity? Are you in slight, slightly yeah, different? Right. You're doing both, yeah. So, so tell Same us, thing, yeah. yeah. So tell us a wee bit about art therapy. How, how does that work? I mean, obviously it's a way in which you're enabling young people to be able to open up, to talk about maybe things that, that mm-hmm. they, they couldn't maybe find the right words for, but t- how does it work? Well, you've summed it up pretty well, but I mean, my, it's basically the process of creating art with the guidance and support of a professional art psychotherapist. Um, and through this process, young people are able to explore their inner world, develop greater self-awareness, express thoughts and feelings, access creativity and self-esteem and better cope with stress. Um, it's also proven to be effective in treating depression, anxiety, trauma, bereavement, addiction, eating disorders, lots of mental health diagnoses, as well as difficulties relating to physical and learning disabilities um, and neurological conditions and physical illnesses. So it's basically an opportunity to fully explore um, both conscious and unconscious feelings without the pressure to communicate. Um, So it gives people a real unique freedom in terms of um, accessing therapy and actually really getting 
back to grips with what's what's troubling them. When, when young people sort of start the process uh, with you, I guess mm-hmm. you probably have to put them at their ease. Is it how do they cope with with yeah what you're putting before them? Okay, well, I mean, firstly, the most important part is you know developing a relationship with that young person. If they don't get on with you or they don't understand what you're doing or they don't like you, you'll never get any work done. It's a bit like choosing a therapist is a little bit like choosing your next romantic partner. And and not not that it's a romantic relationship, but it's a very important connection. Sure. Because the therapist is there to kind of fill in gaps in that person's relationships that they've had before. It might be relationships that weren't quite as, um, what's the word, effective as they could have been in their childhood for example so so it's forming the relationship i guess developing a basis of trust between you know the the therapist and of course the young person and uh, and then is it is it a question of taking it steady as you go because would it be true to say that yeah i guess it's sometimes young people may not not even know what's at the core of the way they're feeling um i guess that must take some absolutely yeah some digging yeah yeah, you, 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 that's a really good point, Blair, because often as adults, you know, we don't know how we're feeling, but we know we're not feeling right. So using art materials uh, to explore feelings is really a unique way of kind of getting to grips with how am I feeling today and how am I going to deal with that? Or And also answering the question, why am I feeling like this? This is Hope FM. Well, my guest today is uh, Sue Hamilton-White, and of course the, her charity on tap has been chosen by the Community Action Network as, as this month's community uh, hero in the spotlight. And so once, once again, very well done, Sue. Now, obviously, you, you, you were outlining, you know, uh, the sort of work uh, that, that you do, and, and you mentioned that the work had started in, in, in Croydon, but you're, you're presumably yeah. you're based now in the BCP area. The, the, the charity expanded, yeah. did it? Um, no, I just moved. <laughs> moved back to my hometown. Yes, it's now, it's now local, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Fantastic. I mean, we do, if we do get referrals in the London area, I, I always, I do kind of take them on, but and, I, and I'll find a local therapist that will work with mm-hmm. us. So but we're basically, we focus in BCP. So tell us a wee bit about how the referral system works. How, how do the young people come <laughs> come your way? Um, well, the work that we deliver for free, at the moment that's coming via a new partnership that we're developing with the NHS because we really are keen on reducing the pressure on the NHS locally and because I know the right people to talk to, I'm in a good position to be able to do that. Um, otherwise, people, parents who, who have had their child on a waiting list for sometimes up to two years, um, you know, will phone up and, and ask for private, you know, or sessions that they pay for privately. Um, so that's the reality. It's very difficult for a parent, for example, whose child is, you know, in, is struggling mentally with mm. the pressures, you know, you can imagine. Yeah. Um, you can't really sit by and, and wait for two years that young person to get support. No, well, in fact, I, I watched an interview on the television last week from a parent, actually, who was literally yeah. at, the, at their wit's end because their, uh, the, the young person concerned was, you know, uh, attempting to commit suicide. And it was, it was already at critical levels. So in terms of, the, yeah. of, of being able to go private, is it, is it expensive or are, are, able, are parents able to maybe get some funding help? 
Well, I mean, we're not going to turn people away, but we, I mean, what we, we charge the going rate and then we can offer um, therapy on a sliding scale. So, you know, we, we really, but if someone's been, you know, on the cams waiting list for such a long time, then, you know, I, that's a really good, that's a good way to go. That's a good place to start. But um, unfortunately, cams were in crisis before the pandemic. You know, just uh, and uh, funding, and it's um, so we fundraise constantly to provide um, reduced price or free therapy to people. Well, of course, I mean you are you are a registered charity, and, and I guess like all charities, well, you, you've been stretched as well, have you? Can I just kind of correct you on that? We're actually in the process of uh, converting to become a charity. Oh yes, because so you're a community now. interest company. You're a community interest company at the moment, but on on the road. Currently, we are. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, no, but, it's fine. but I but I guess that you know that that you 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 must be. I mean, in, in the same way that the NHS and and CAMS is inundated, uh, your your charity. When people know about it, you you must be dealing with the same sorts of pressures of being able to cope with the demand. We do struggle to cope with the demand, and you know that's why we're constantly fundraising. And at the moment, we're looking for corporate um, sponsorship in the t- in the form of um, corporate social responsibility. Um, so, I mean, we I, I just raised last well, and during September and August, I ran two marathons in a month, and I raised five hundred and sixty pounds, which is incredible. Um, yeah, I was running a lot. I ran many. Uh, yeah, I ran two marathons over the course of a month. So, so if not, we, we if nothing do else, a lot of little fundraising. <laughs> if nothing else, you're a very fit person, then Sue. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, it, I run for my mental health. You know, I, I need to be yeah. in good state, healthy wise, so it helps me. So I thought <laughs> it might be a good idea to try and make some money at the same time. Well, just just to finish it, the interview, make two things. That one, if somebody wanted to know more about the work that you you do, uh, is is the best thing for them to check out your website? Yeah, absolutely. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, but uh, it's just untapped dot org dot uk is our website. Um, and there, you know, if somebody wanted to get in touch for therapy for their child, um, we can offer a free twenty-minute consultation. And again, and then we'll. Yeah. And I, I, again, if people wanted to stand shoulder to shoulder with you, I mean, you never, you never know. There could be some uh, uh, person listening this morning and says, "You know what? I wouldn't mind investing and in, and in putting a wee bit of cash into that." I, and again, best to make contact with you through the website as well. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'd welcome a chat with you or you can email. It's info at untapped.org.uk. Um, but going onto the website, you'll find all the ways to contact us. And we be, we are actively looking for people who are interested or companies who are interested in supporting us and supporting the young mm-hmm. people that we work with. Well, Sue, thank you for being my guest. Is there anything, any final word that you want to say about the work that you're doing or the need that is pretty obvious out there? I'd just like to end by giving you a couple of um, facts on on youth suicide and self-harm. Um, we basically, even before the pandemic, people who self-harmed could struggle to access support, with only 38% of people who self-harmed receiving medical and or psychological support. Um, and 
you know, young people have told us there's a lack of men- access to mental health support is a major concern, and that's the Samaritans telling us that. It's it's very it's a very big problem, and it's not going to go away quickly. Um, and if we don't support our young people now, we're going to end up it's going to end up costing the NHS a lot more money, and it's going to be a lot of people not fulfilling well their life goals and um, being happy. It's going to be a generation that we lose. Well, really well, thank you so much for, for joining us. And again, many congratulations. Clearly, uh, what you're doing is, a, is you. a very, very worthy cause. This is Hope FM. What a fantastic work uh, that uh, uh, Untapped are doing. And if you want to get in, con- in contact with Sue uh, Hamilton-White uh, and with the organisation, just if you just Google Untapped there, they have a website, they have social media things, and you can find a lot more. I think they're doing fantastic, and there's such an, an overwhelming need, Emma, isn't there, for people working with young people and, and their mental health. There's such a need at the moment. Yeah, we've just seen a huge increase in um, young people struggling with their mental health, um, self-harm, suicide. It's, it's, it's horrific, really, and to have these organisations working so so well in the community is just it's just phenomenal, really. Now, in a moment or two, I've got another organisation, of course, that you're very familiar with, the Spear. How did you? Uh, have they joined up? Have they? Oh yeah, they're a fully fledged member of Can. Yeah. Very very good. Well, Jack and his team uh, are here. We've got we've got Ryan and Sammy who are, who are going to be taking the hot seat in just a moment or two. But thanks so much for coming in uh, today. And of course, you, you, we're going to be. Featuring some of the other projects that can do, because quite apart from selecting organisations as we do month by month, you have quite a number of other projects, don't you? Yeah. So we we yeah. Um, so I briefly mentioned our Steps Forward project earlier, which was working with um, volunteers to kind of get accreditation. We um, have our Good Life program, which is amazing. That's working with older people to tackle isolation and loneliness. We obviously have our volunteering hub. Um, we're doing a couple of uh, research projects alongside Public Health Dorset to look at why people with mental health and also uh, dis- learning disabilities maybe don't access preventative health measures like the COVID vaccine or their flu jab. Um, yeah, we've got, we're doing loads at the moment. It makes you realise <laughs> quite how busy we are. Absolutely. Well, if you want to find out more about CAN, it's uh, can100.org, isn't that your That's website? Right, yeah. uh, so look that up. And if you're if you're a volunteer organisation and uh, or a CIC and you and you haven't uh, signed up, then you might want to do that because the the support and the encouragement from working together is is all there for you to access. Yep, it's nice and quick and easy, and it's free. Emma, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much and uh, see you next time. Thank you, Blair. <laughs> 90.1 Hope FM and hopefm.com.